Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the weekly leadership call. I appreciate that you guys have joined us. Appreciate those of you who are live as well as those of you who are listening to this via podcast all over the world. My name is Scott Ross, and I am so honored that you spend this time with me. I want to first of all apologize to everybody out there for the delay between the last episode and this episode had no intention of it being as lengthy a delay as it was. Logistics and travel schedules and other things just kept interfering with the ability to record this next episode. So apologize to everybody, but we should be back on the good foot and be doing this on a consistent basis every single week as we had previously. So be sure and make this a part of your week every single week. Uh, really honored that you do that. If you want to get caught up on the past episodes, we do have a website called scottrossonline.com, and there you can subscribe to the podcast on any platform, whether that be an iPhone, an Android, uh, through your PC or Mac or whatever device you want to use. So go out there and catch up. We are actually concluding a series today that we began a little while ago, and the series is on how to lead from any place you find yourself in an organization, uh, whether you're leading from the very top of the organization where most people find themselves the middle of the organization or what we're going to talk about today, the bottom of an organization you must know that you can be a leader because, as we've said, leadership has nothing to do with title. It has nothing to do with position. It is an attitude, and it is a series of behaviors that cause you to have influence in other people's lives. And so, again, we've already done how to lead from the top and how to lead from the middle, and today we're going to lead from the bottom. So let's just dive in and talk about the principles of leading from the bottom. This is where most people find themselves when they're brand new in an organization. You might be new to your team, new to your company, uh, new to your position, and you are starting at the very bottom. And you may think to yourself, I am powerless. I don't have a lot that I can contribute. I don't have a lot that I can do. And that is not true at all. There is a ton that you can do and a lot of leadership that you can provide. And you can also begin to position yourself to rise in leadership within your organization. And really, that should be your ultimate goal. Your ultimate goal is not to stay at the bottom, but to be someone who adds so much value that you begin to rise in your leadership and take on more and more levels of leadership, more responsibility, and have more opportunities to influence other people and impact their lives. So let's just talk about the principles that I want to share today on how to lead from the bottom. And if you have a paper and pen, I'd recommend you take some notes on this. The first thing is you want to lead by learning Lead by learning. When you're brand new and you're at the bottom, one of the things you can do to lead is to go into student mode. Many people would see that as a passive thing, as something that is the opposite of leading. 
but you would be mistaken because the people who go into student mode are very, very quickly seen as leaders in their organization. And let me explain that from a couple of different angles. You see, one temptation that people who start at the bottom of an organization or if they're new to an organization, one temptation is to demonstrate how much they know. To come in and try to impress everyone with their ideas, with their genius, with their previous experience. And this often means that they're showing ways they would do it better, ways they would make improvements, ways that, you know, at my past place, this is the way we did it. And in those situations, you are not building influence. In fact, the know-it-all never goes over well. And even if you don't intend to be seen as a know-it-all, that's kind of how it comes across when you're brand new to an organization. The organization definitely wants your ideas. They definitely want your contribution. But they want your ideas and contribution within the proper context of that organization. So you see, every organization, for instance, has a culture all its own. To make the biggest contribution, you have to understand that culture. How is this organization run? What is the top-down uh, type of management style, if you will, or leadership style? What is the way that people interact with each other and facilitate getting things done within our organization culturally? That's something you need to understand so that you can contribute your ideas in a way that is congruent with the culture rather than running crossways with the culture. Another thing is that every organization has its own language. And I don't mean that literally like English or Spanish or Russian, but there's simply a way that we talk in any organization. There are phrases that we use. There are inside jokes. There is a history there that colors everything we do. And you need to pick that up. You need to begin to speak the language of your new organization. So one of the things that garners a ton of respect from everyone in the organization, no matter where they are, is when someone comes into the organization and they have so much respect for the organization and so much respect for the people who are already there that they are willing to pause and go into student mode so that they can properly acclimate themselves to that team, to that organization. Now, there's a little subcategory here under learning, and that is listening. Lead by listening. Become known as a listener. Become known as someone who listens to the leadership, listens to your peers, just soaks up absolutely everything everything that you can soak up because where a know-it-all is going to be quickly dismissed in the minds of the upper level leaders and by the by the way when a when a leader at a high level gets around a know-it-all they kind of check that person off the box pretty quickly if they don't see them willing to mature through that well guess what that does do you think that the rest of the organization is ignoring the fact that the leader has checked that person off Absolutely not. The rest of the organization is going to pick that up because, again, the culture will make that obvious. And so even the peers of the new person are going to begin to 
um, turn that person's voice off. They're going to stop listening, and that new person is going to have uh, sabotaged their ability to influence the team around them because of what happened. But here's the flip of that. If you come in into student mode, everyone will also immediately recognize that and your upper level leadership will have immense respect for that person and is likely to start inviting them into the conversation. See, a good mature upper level leader likes a brand new person because the brand new person brings thinking that hasn't existed before. They bring perspective that doesn't exist because they are an outsider. They bring objectivity that may have been lacking. And leaders really value those things, especially if they're a mature leader. But they want that they want that objectivity. They want that perspective. They want those new ideas within a healthy context of their organization. So when they see that they've got a mature young leader on their hands, that's brand new to the organization and is demonstrating maturity by being in student mode, they feel like it's safe to bring that person into the inner circle and start to gain the value out of those new perspectives, new ideas, objective opinions, etc. So you can very quickly gain a lot of influence by going into student mode. So step one, if you're new to an organization or at the bottom of an organization, is lead by learning. Now the second part of this is lead by serving. And when I say that, I mean everyone. If you're taking notes, put serving everyone. Now see, another natural tendency for a person who is down in the bottom of an organization is to quote-unquote suck up to the people at the top of the organization. And it's only natural. If you have a way to interact with the, you know, the, the top-ranking person in your team or somebody who's a big deal in your organization, it, all of us would naturally try to impress that person or get into their good graces. There's really nothing wrong with just the natural tendency to want to do that. But here's what tends to happen. We tend to be willing to serve that higher-level person, but only serve the higher level person, and that is going to rob you of your influence. Remember, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. It is, can I move people to action? If I started to go in a direction, would people follow me? And if you really want to impress the people at the top, the most impressive thing you could do is become influential with the people who are right around you, the people who are your peers. And so if you became someone that the upper level leadership could count on to be a positive influence on their people, you instantly have influence with the upper level. Well, how do you have influence with your peers? You serve. You serve them you don't feel like, well, they can't promote me. They can't mentor me. They can't teach me. They're not a big deal. They're just like I am, so I don't really need to serve them. I'm going to try to, you know, go do things that are impressive to these people who are up here in the upper echelons. Well, you're missing the point. Go serve the people who are to your left and to your right. Serve the people who are just beneath you. Serve everybody around you. Then you will quickly gain influence with those people, and then when the upper echelons need influence, guess who they're calling on? 
you. So you have done a, 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 you've had a double blessing. You have killed two birds with one stone. You're influential with the top level people, which was your ultimate goal, but you also are influenced with everyone in your organization. And from that point, you're going to be in an extremely advantageous position. You're going to be able to lead in a big, big way. So lead by learning, but lead by serving. And that means everyone serve the absolute lowest level people in your organization, and it will come back and bless you. Next, we want to invest in the relationship with our immediate leadership. That means our immediate upline, our immediate management, whatever the case may be. Now, people are at the bottom, like we just said. They often want to be able to go straight to the top. And oftentimes, they want to, they want to call the person at the quote-unquote top with their problems, with their questions, with their ideas. But what ends up happening is, you tend to ostracize the people who are between you and the people at the top. And this is going to get, bite you in two ways. First of all, as someone who leads at a very high level in my organization, the people who are closest to me are my my mid-tier people, if you will. They're the ones who are just beneath me in rank or just beneath me in status. And when I say the word beneath, I don't mean that from a human-to-human standpoint. We're all made in the image of God. We're all equal from that standpoint. But within our organization, I'm at a very high rank, and then there's people who are just below me at ranks just below me, and they're kind of my lieutenant colonels, if you will. They are extremely valuable to me. If you hurt one of them, that does not make me happy. I am not going to respect you if you gouge one of those people because those people are my right and left-hand men and women. I will absolutely die for them. And any mature leader at the top of an organization is going to feel the same. So if you get on the bad side of the people that your upper-level leaders are counting on, it's not going to endear you to those upper-level leaders for very long. But the other thing is this. If you want to make an immediate impact, your immediate upline, your immediate leadership, your immediate management is the place where you can have the most influence. Because guess who has the upper level leader's ear the most? It's your immediate leadership. So if you want to truly influence the organization, if you want to truly be a part of steering the organization in a particular direction, Going to your immediate upline or immediate management and solidifying that relationship is your best chance to do that. Now, some people say, well, Scott, like, I just don't like them very much. I mean, you know, I, or, I don't get along with them very much. Let me just tell you something. It is amazing what love and service will do for a relationship. Consistent support. Consistent love. Consistent grace, consistent service can break down just about any barrier in the world. Now listen, I have been a part of relationships where no matter how much love and service and support I gave, the barrier never came down. Does it happen? Yes. But it is extremely rare. I would tell you to take it upon yourself 
make it your responsibility to bring that barrier down. You know, I counsel people in marriage, and marriage is a relationship that is a lot of analogies to, you know, other relationships we have, like in our workplace or in our businesses or, you know, in our upline downline situations like we've been talking about. And, you know, the wife wants to come and complain about the husband, and the husband wants to come and complain about the wife. And I just tell these husbands, I'm like, look, you're the man. Own it. It is on you. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Die for her. Love her more than your own body. That's the standard. It is incredible how quickly you can break down barriers if you are truly loving your wife like that. It's amazing how quickly she will turn around and start treating you like you want to be treated when you operate like you're supposed to. Well, the same exists in the leadership world. If we will be the ones, if we take the onus on us, and by the way, this is a whole series I've done before on taking responsibility. You're not a victim. I don't care where you are in the organization. I don't care how bad you think your upline or management or leadership is. Don't be a victim. You own your result. You own your outcome. Because if you give away your outcome to them, then they control your destiny. I'm not willing to give my destiny to anybody. I'm going to own the outcome. Good or bad, wherever I am right now, it's all because of the choices I've made, the attitudes I've had, the books I've read, the thoughts that I've thought, the relationships I've cultivated. It's on me. So own that relationship. Own its outcome. And start pouring out love, pouring out support, pouring out, you know, uh, morale, pouring out positivity. And you're going to see those barriers come down. And I'm telling you, when you invest in the relationship with your immediate leadership, A, you're going to influence them. And B, you're ultimately going to get the upper level leadership's attention in a very big way, which is what I think you want in the first place. That leads us to the last um kind of principle for this idea of leading from the bottom. We've talked about you need to lead by learning. You need to lead by serving. You need to invest in the relationship with your immediate leadership. And the last one is this. You want to exude positivity. No matter where you are in the leadership spectrum, no matter where you are on the quote-unquote totem pole, you have a choice about your attitude. You control your attitude every minute of every day. Your thoughts don't control you. You control your thoughts. And you can choose to be positive or negative. Let me tell you a true thing. People are energized by and want to follow positive people. They have the life sucked out of them out of them and have want to have nothing to do with negative people. So if you want to start to have influence no matter where you are in an organization, be ridiculously positive. Positive people get promoted. Positive people get brought into the inner circle. Positive people get invited to the special event. Positive people get extra time. Positive people are a rare commodity in our world and People want them in their environment. And so if you're that person, you're going to get brought into any place you want to get brought into because you bring something that people desperately need, and that's your positivity. The worst way to gain influence is to sit around and mope about how you don't have any influence. 
Man, if I was just a leader, man, if I was just in charge, man, if this is my team, man, if I did it this way, it'd be that will get you zero. People will run from you like you have the plague and you will find yourself moping all alone. But you can have huge influence if you stay positive. Be a can-do person. Be a problem solver. Be a minimizer of drama. Be somebody who brings big buckets of water when there's a little flame and dump it on there with your positivity. Because here's the thing. Let's say you actually did have a constructive criticism. You do have something that people should be alerted to that's not going the way it should go. You know what? When it's been 9 out of 10 things are positive, the 10th one is eagerly received as constructive criticism. When 90% of it has been negative, they're not going to receive the next one because it's like the boy who cried wolf. They have already tuned you out. So just make a decision right now. I'm going to start seeing the grass as greener. I'm going to start seeing the glass as half full. I'm going to start seeing possibility. I'm going to start seeing the good in every situation. When there's something that needs fixed, I'm going to not complain that it's not right. I'm going to try to jump in and find a way to fix it. Because guess what? If you truly want to be the upper level leader, that's what you're going to have to do every day. See, at that point when it's truly your ideas that are being executed, you know what? Somebody's going to always complain about them. I don't care how good your intentions are. I don't care how much you try to do to make everybody happy. Someone will always be negative. But you know what? You won't have the luxury of being negative. When your idea is not going right, it's going sideways. You're not going to be like, man, this sucks. Man, if I was in charge. No, you are in charge. So you're going to have to be positive and go, okay, Let's figure out, I know how we can make this good. I know how we can turn this around. I know how we can, you know, pour, pour water on this problem and put out this fire. That's what you're going to have to do anyway. So you might as well get in the habit and the practice of doing that right now at the bottom. Because if you do, you will rise through leadership very, very quickly. Many of you guys who are listening to this are in the network marketing industry. You're trying to attract thousands and thousands of people into your leadership. Guess what? They want to follow energized people. They want to follow positive people. They got negative at work. They got negative at home. They got negative in their neighborhood. They got negative on the TV. They got negative everywhere they turn. You know what? If you're the bright, shining light of positivity and hope and what's going to happen and what's possible, they're going to follow you like people following somebody to the promised land, and it's going to change your life. So, we can lead from anywhere in an organization. You know, we've talked about leading from the top. We've talked about leading from the middle. Today, we've talked about leading from the bottom. You lead by learning first. Just be quiet. Sit and listen. Soak it all up. Be a student. Learn the culture. Learn the language. Start serving everybody, especially the people who doesn't, it doesn't seem can do anything for you. Serve those who are to your left and to your right. And invest in that relationship with those immediate mentors, those immediate level leaders, managers, or upline, and no matter what, be a positive person. It's a choice you can make that will change the way you're perceived by everyone around you and cause you to be somebody that's attractive. You will be a magnet to great people, a magnet to great opportunities, and a magnet to success. 
Guys, I hope this has added a lot of value. Next week, we're going to be starting a brand new series. I can't wait to spend the time with you then. Again, thanks so much for honoring me with being here today. God bless you guys. I'll talk to you next time. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com. And be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline. 